it's being weird. There we go. I think we're going live now. Right, from now this point onwards, we are probably live on Facebook. So even though they can't yet see us, it's very spooky. So I'm going to say hello to everybody on Facebook. Um, we are apparently live. We're on Dogs Today magazine's Facebook. Now, um, today we're joined by Cat the Vet. Um, and not Bet the Cat. You must get that all the time, Cat. <laughs> <laughs> And Jordan Shelley, who has been on here before, um, I, gosh, do we need to introduce, intro you? No, Jordan, dog behaviourist, who, um, yeah, I nearly ruined his career. Um, well, I did. And then um, I tried to help put it back together <laughs> again. But yes. So Jordan, bless him, has written a piece in our latest issue of the magazine. Is that correct? Yes. The yeah. August so um, Alessandra actually wrote a lovely piece in the latest edition. And I'm writing something for the website. Um, about this petition. Right. Now, Dogs Today Facebook is an international um, page, so there will be people for whom ear cropping is legal, who we are talking to. Mm -hmm. But we are addressing the problem in Britain at the moment because it's been illegal to crop ears for over a century, I think. Um, so, you, yeah, in know? England, it's been illegal since 1899, and the rest of the UK followed suit in, um, I think the last one was 2011, um, but don't quote me on that, the rest of the last part of the UK, um, and now it's illegal across the whole of the United Kingdom. And the European Convention on Animal, um, Pet Animal Rights, oh, I'm rubbish at remembering things, I need an auto cue, um, made it illegal in all of the countries that signed um yet it still continues ear cropping in europe so that's a mystery as to why that's still happening but we're seeing more and more dogs imported with cropped ears and puppies being imported with cropped ears uh cat are, are, are you seeing that in practice are you seeing puppies with unexplained ears or uh, are you just seeing it are you have you noticed that that suddenly ear cropping's back in fashion cat could you hear yes, me oh you can yes i can my, my internet's in and out so we'll just have to see how i get on but i can hear you now thank you um yes i have i'm definitely seeing more and i think but i think we all are and we're certainly seeing more on social media aren't we there's lots and lots of pictures now particularly on instagram accounts and that sort of thing of cropped puppies and cropped adults and yes, oh, sorry. allegedly. Sorry. Sorry. Please, this is the danger of being so popular. Trying to decline that. It's it, all right. I'm. I, I thought I'd switched everything off. I'm so sorry, Cat. Carry on. <laughs> I'm very yeah, bad at okay. so I think. Yeah, I think it's becoming more fashionable. We're seeing it more, and. People are, there is definitely some people who are actively seeking out these dogs. And I think the vast majority probably are coming in from abroad cropped. But like you said, cropping is actually illegal in 24 European states. So, you know, I think we assume that places like Romania, uh, where these dogs seem to be coming from, are it is legal, but actually it's illegal there. So it's possible it's being done illegally, just in different countries to this one, um, who maybe don't have quite such um, strict regulations around animal welfare. Um, but I think the danger is it's becoming fashionable and desirable. And also, I think there's not a huge amount of, of knowledge about how it's done, how it's performed, how it is 
a painful mutilation and how it's not normal. I think a lot of people look at, you know, these bully breeds with the cropped ears, they're all over Instagram and just don't actually even appreciate that those ears aren't normal. Yes, I think that that's, that's a very good point because with tail docking, that was certainly true as well. That I remember when we did our first campaign about stopping tail docking as being cosmetic, um, lots and lots of people suddenly went, oh, my dog wasn't born like that. They were really surprised. And I think that's the danger we're slipping into is people see, repeatedly see images of, of dogs with these unnatural ears, but to them it becomes natural and it becomes not just natural, but desirable. And I think, Jordan, you, you've seen cases of people who've paid a fortune to bring in dogs oh, with mutilations. Wow. Unfortunately, I've seen, and again, it was another one of those cases where it came from a country where cropping is actually illegal. Um, and that's the shocking part is that although cropping was illegal where this uh, particular bully came from, which I think was Poland, um, and they paid, I don't know, it was gone £6,000 for him. I mean, it's just the most, when our shelters are full of bull breeds, I just, mind-boggling, I don't understand that, but there we go. Um, mm. And it came from a place where the, the, the procedures are legal and came with infections all over his ears. And they spent all that money on this dog that had to go through something that's really unnecessary and is a mutilation and is cruelty, um, and then paid all that money for that to happen. I just, it's beyond mm. me. No, so... If it was to be done um, in a country where it wasn't illegal, would it be done on, under anaesthetic, Kat? Would, would, would that be a general anaesthetic that people would have to use to do an ear crop? Well, I would hope so, quite frankly, if you're chopping bits off. <laughs> I don't, you know, medically, surgically speaking, I don't actually know a lot about the procedure. And why would I? It's illegal here. I have absolutely no intention of doing it. And I don't think anybody should do. I think on the one hand, if it is being done, I hope it's being done under anaesthetic. I hope it's these animals are being given proper levels of pain relief and antibiotics and all of that sort of thing. But from what I hear and internet rumours, a lot of the time it isn't, you know, they're just being pinned down and done with kitchen scissors, which unfortunately, because it is illegal and then you're not going to get vets to do it, but people still want to do it. That's that's how it's going to happen. And I'm not surprised, Jordan, that you've seen uh, post-op complications of of mm. infection and inflammation because it probably is being done like that and i think there's two there's two different populations of crop dogs isn't there there's the bully breeds who are cropped very very short and have these teeny tiny little nubbits of ears left and then there's the dobermans there are one or two breeders of Dobermans who very proudly export their dogs for cropping and then re-import them as puppies mm. um who are put who have the very straight up ears that are, are in the stands the splints that they're, they're in um our advice from our from our sort of british vets the british veterinary association and other associations is if vets in the uk are presented with puppies with their ears in splints it's very hard but legally speaking we should insist that those splints are taken out uh because if we you know if people come to us and say well i think he's painful or i've got an infection Actually, if we support the cropping process in any way, we are potentially breaking the law. But to, to, for a veterinary surgeon to sort of say that to a client who's, you know, very proudly, very deliberately purchased a Doberman that has gone through this, that's a very, very difficult position to put that, that veterinary surgeon in. 
But I think that's, you know, that's the long and the short of it. If you bring in a puppy with its ears in splints, you are break, you know, as soon as that puppy crosses the border, you are breaking the law. We cannot, uh, we cannot aid cropping the cropping process in any way, whether we're physically chopping the ears off or whether there's that process of, of making them stand up, which, you know, in and of itself is just so unbelievably ridiculous to have a puppy with a head in splints for weeks sometimes to make them stand up and restrict that natural behavior and have chronic pain. It just it absolutely blows my mind that people think that that process is worth it and will go to such ridiculous lengths to make it happen. Um, I find it astonishing. Yes. And it, it's, I think it's quite depressing as well that it, it, it's, it is definitely on the up. Um, and it, we all, I can't believe that there's anybody yeah. who thinks it's a good idea. I mean, I, I remember when we were going through the tail docking debate, there were some really tenuous positives people were trying to bring up for chopping dogs' tails off, that, you know, oh, they wouldn't injure them. So, you know, and the idea that we chop things off so we don't injure them, like, you know, well, we're all going to just go around having, you know, in case we break our leg, let's just cut them off. I mean, it, 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 it's, it was crazy, but there is no, um excuse for cutting off a dog's ears i can't i can't think of a logical one the i suppose the history of it was in fights there was less to hold on to but we don't want dogs fighting do we i mean why would we want that and we don't cut the ears off gun dogs and they go through very very thick sort of hedges and things so you know if there was any if there was any uh, real reason uh, um, to chop a dog's ears off, um, a working dog's ears off, you'd see spaniels without ears, which we don't. Let's no. face it, those big floppy things would, wouldn't be there if they were a real issue. But what is it in yeah, the human's psyche that's attracted to this, though? Because it, to me, I just see the mutilation. I don't see it's cute. Um, but some people obviously are desiring it. Why? I mean, do we do we need to try and get to the bottom of what sort of human prefers their dogs mutilated? I mean, it is odd, isn't it? It is an odd thing to desire. It's I mean, we're spending on they look. T- yeah, I guess so. it makes them look grumpy, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, Dan, it changes the whole way. Um, I mean, there was a really uh, interesting study recently about the way tough. people that- perceive them. Um, and it changes the way people perceive them. It changes the way other dogs perceive them. So it, it puts them in a stance that it looks like they're ready to fight, which then gets that response from the other dog. Um, and I think that's where, what it comes down to. Uh, let's face it, is it, it really is uh, an aesthetic thing to make people uh, uh, feel like their dog looks harder. Which right. is just ridiculous. And there is no medical reason for it at all there's not even a just you know you can't even say oh there's no justifiable medical reason no medical reason so it has no effect on ear infections I've certainly heard that from Americans who are very pro cropping which a lot of them are unfortunately over there that it reduces the chances of ear infections well that's not true because if like Jordan says if that was the case then we crawl off floppy-eared dogs because you know if any ear anatomy is going to promote infections it's those floppy hairy ears not smooth coated doberman ears or boxer ears or or bully breed ears um and then yeah they said oh it reduces the chances of uh cauliflower ears well yes it does because there's no ear there to to have a cauliflower but (laughs) there's no trigger for a cauliflower ear in the first place and yes and again there's no no chance of any fighting injuries well 
dogfighting is illegal the world over. So it doesn't really matter which way you cut this cake. There's no justifiable reason for the dog at all. The only thing is fashion and how we want them to look. And there are unfortunately a lot of people who are very desired of tough looking dogs. And they, you, you're absolutely right. They do look very aggressive. They look very, you know, very in your face, aren't they? Um, and it was interesting earlier, Jordan, you said, you know, how much they paid, you know, £6,000 for yeah. a bull breed to come over. You know, some of the ones, you know, the awful, have you seen the, what are they called? The frog bulldogs or something, oh, the toads yes. that are cropped. And they are, some pe- people are paying tens of thousands of pounds for those dogs. It is absolutely Again, it, but it's just, it's fashion, it's desirable and it's and seen as cool. And, you know, a lot we're seeing, you know, we're seeing celebrities now, aren't we showing off their crop dogs on Instagram and things like that. And I would hope that all of that comes from a place of ignorance that they don't realise what it is that their dogs had done and what they are promoting. And I hope very much that, you know, some of those minds can be changed and they could be advocates for not having it done and admitting a mistake. That would be mm. wonderful. Um, I would yes, like to admit it's... a mistake at this point as well. Um, I would like to admit a historical <laughs> mistake of sharing um, a toad line, a photo of a toad line cropped um, bully, not realising that that's what it was in the picture. Um, I think it's important that we all look at our own social media streams and what it is we're sharing and how we're sharing it. And that's part of the reason why I ended up getting into this whole discussion, really, was seeing so many photos being shared of crop dogs by UK-based celebrities, companies. It's really quite shocking because they are promoting maybe inadvertently, but certainly promoting this practice, something that's Mm. illegal in this country. And that's really wrong. Yeah. And this is why we've got to move so fast because otherwise it's going to become normalized. Um, And we have to make, you know, draw this line in the sand, which is why this petition is so vitally important. A, for, I'm like, if it's successful and we can stop importing these dogs, that's fantastic. But also to just raise awareness in the public domain of how you know, how awful this is. I mean, we've never, you know, we used to have docked dogs at Crufts, you know, so dock dogs were very, were very normal and it was quite a sea change to see the lovely tails on the Rotties and the Dobies and all of those breeds. You know, there was a bit of like, oh, they have tails. Woo. Whereas we have to, we have the opposite problem. We have to make, we don't, we want to not get to that point where we have to stop it now and say, Dogs should have ears. What? Yeah, I mean, it's astonishing that we even need to point it out. But well, it's are. astonishing as well how many people I've met that didn't realise Doberman's ears naturally don't stand up. I was I, since starting this petition, how many people have turned around to me and said they thought that was their natural ear carriage, which is quite shocking. Well, mm. I think that's the thing. The dogs in film very often, if they're using American dogs, um, people have got used to seeing crop dogs in movies. Um, mm. Maybe um, the the Cruffer movement, the um, campaign, uh, I'm not sure what that stands for, but it was to stop the um, routine use of flat-faced breeds in advertising. Maybe we should have a campaign to encourage the stopping of using mutilated dogs in advertising and TV and film. Um, And just in the same way that they would bang off an email every time they saw an ad with, um, a gratuitous use of um, a flat-faced breed that it didn't need to be. They just thought they looked cute. It, something in there to stop people automatically reaching for, um, well, thinking, oh, I won't use that cropped image because 
somebody's going to moan at me. Um, make raise awareness because every time we see those images, as you say, it normalizes it. Um, and I, I just think maybe everyone who does use a crop dog in a in an advert just needs a friendly email pointing out that it's illegal in this country because uh, stock imagery it that doesn't come with warnings. I mean, if you go onto Shutterstock and you type in Doberman, half of the images are going to have cropped ears. When you don't, if you weren't a dog person. I'm not sure you'd dream up a procedure where someone cosmetically chops bits off a dog's ear. I mean, it's just ludicrous, isn't it? I mean, so if you're not doggy, you just think, oh, I like the pointy-eared ones, and they'll use it in an advert. They just don't know. But, yeah, maybe that's something we can learn from the success of Puffer, because that definitely did change the perception of the advertisers to stop using that imagery and it's just crept in recently that people yes. are using these pictures yeah we used to be really hot on mm, that there yeah. was one uh, there was a christmas jumper last year in one of the major supermarkets i think it was i, I won't name a brand in case i get it wrong uh, of a crop doberman mm-hmm. on a christmas jumper and uh, a veterinary nurse pointed that out and sort of rallied the troops and they removed it from sale uh, and apologized because they had no because they didn't they didn't realize and they you know they said this was an american image that we've you know has been used before in america and without problems and so we just released it here and they did they took it off sale so it you're you're absolutely right these images often aren't used maliciously they're used in ignorance and and pointing pointing things out a great and Jemima Harrison's Cruffer campaign has been fantastic i'm a massive supporter of that and we but th- this this is more about prevention rather than cure. Yes. You know, so we're acting quite quickly. We're hot off the mark with this uh, because you can see, can't you? You can see it coming. Like you say, Jordan, you see so many of these dogs in your training classes mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, we're definitely barking up the right tree. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Right. Well, we've definitely got the bone between our teeth now, haven't we? There are more um, bad analogies that we can bring up for that pun. Um, we'll share the petition and we really want as many people as possible to to share it, get behind it, because, uh, again, I suspect politicians will be totally oblivious to knowing this is going on. They usually don't know until enough of a shout. So let's let's have a let's have a a big push on the petition. And um, anybody we know. um, But I think people who've rescued a dog with with chopped ears we have to, in a way, really try and recruit them the most because they're going to be our, on our side, hopefully, because before they got their dog, um, it was mutilated. And hopefully they'll not want that to happen to anyone else. And I don't think anyone who's walking along with a rescue dog should get any harassment. I, or any, I've any been um, shocked, though, as well, about some of the... Uh, cognitive dissonance I've come up against in in debates online from people that work in rescuing countries where it's still legal Um, because the 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 overwhelming desire to continue sending um, crop dogs here actually overwhelmed uh, uh, their desire to nest, maybe campaign in their own country to change welfare standards. And instead they're campaigning against me on the internet for trying to raise welfare standards here. And I just think that that's the most bizarre position to take when actually we should all be in this together, trying wherever we are in the world to raise welfare standards rather than fighting one another. 
That's what uh, uh, helping animals should we should be helping people too, you know, and working mm -hmm. to raise standards for our four-legged friends. Exactly, and I'm afraid I'm rather cynical about it. I can't like every dog that I see in my clinic with cropped ears, which isn't hugely regularly, but I will always say, you know, this is illegal, and the amount that are re rescued mm -hmm. is quite remarkable, yeah. actually. And I have to say, I'm hugely cynical about it. I don't, they're not rescued. They've, they've gone out and they want a crop dog. They've found a crop dog. They've slapped the label rescue on it to make it justifiable, mm -hmm. but they still, you know, they just happen to be the kind of person that would. So I'm afraid I'm, I'm, you know, being a veterinary surgeon, unfortunately makes you very cynical. And I'm very, mm -hmm. very cynical about that because I think it's a hugely easy excuse. And quite frankly, if you tell me your crop dog is rescued, I probably won't believe you. I'll smile and nod, but I won't believe you. And um, when I shared Jordan's petition on my Facebook pages, one one comment that came up was, well, you're not going to stop the rescue crop dogs coming in, are you, um, from a rescue centre? And again, I think that, frankly, we shouldn't have the numbers because it's illegal in so many European countries. You know, why, why are they, how are we managing to find these legally crop dogs from Albania that just happen to be arriving in the country? And actually, I think if, if, if this goes into law, I would push very heavily, and I know this is going to upset people, for not bringing them in. Because I think if you leave any tiny loophole, if you leave a loophole and say, well, rescues can come in, then they will just come in in exactly the same number with rescue stamped on their passport. I think we have to be quite strict about this. It is illegal in this country and so many others. And no, you're not coming in. And we can help you in your country. We can do loads for your crop dogs in your country. But as soon as you, as soon as you give an inch... There are yes. people who will take a mile. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. And I also think that possibly because of the high prices people are prepared to pay, the temptation to make a dog that may not be seen as financially desirable um, desirable, is there and that there's a motive to, 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 for people to chop the ears off so that they get in the rescue population quicker. Um, it, it's the same with pregnant bitches, isn't it? That yeah. all of a sudden the stray that's pregnant is much more desirable for people to import than um, a middle-aged female that isn't pregnant because there's no puppies. Um, I, I, I do think that some regulation on, on what we bring in rescue-wise is is, is going to have to happen. We're, because... we're drifting onto a different petition and campaign, <laughs> I fear, because this is something that's also very important and, and that we should touch on uh, another day with another petition, actually. Um, just more regulation as to what is and isn't allowed to come into the country and where it's regulated is very important, or at the moment not regulated, I think is very important. Yes, I think somebody calling in for one dog is different than someone bringing in a van load of cropped puppies that are rescued. Big difference, isn't it? But how do you how do yeah, you define that? Yeah. yeah. Go on, cat. Sorry, I interrupted. But what I'd really like to ask you. Oh no, that's okay. What I'd really like to ask you, Jordan, is I'd like to know how you feel cropping impacts on dog behaviour because I can tell you all about how it impacts on their health, how it's painful mm -hmm. and it's infectious. It you know they get infections and it's you know very distressing and unnecessary. But we shouldn't lose sight of how it you know once so their ears have been cropped, they, it then impacts behaviourally, doesn't it? And can it impacts the whole way 
It impacts the whole way they're able to communicate. And it also, more importantly, impacts the, the, the whole way they're perceived by other dogs, which is huge. Because before they've even had a chance to go and say hello to the other dog, it thinks they're aggressive because that's the stance you've cut into their ears or that has been cut into their ears. Um, and, and so you're changing the whole way they're perceived, setting them up to be in lots of fights um, and for other dogs not to understand them. So I'm sure that has a huge uh, uh, knock-on impact on their their overall welfare um, and well-being throughout their life you know it definitely impacts yeah. it's like taking I, I, it's like taking away taking away a part a really important part of human communication we don't wiggle our ears that often but dogs do and that's how they talk to one another and i think it's really uh, uh, an important part of their communication that that we're taking away simply because we prefer the way it looks it's really wrong i yeah <laughs> A, a, a silly point I'm going to make, but it's a bit like um, actresses who have too much Botox. They get one expression. They get no variety. So <laughs> once you've got the ears up, you're always aggressive, aren't you? You can't be soft and gentle because you, you're always on point. But, um, but it is it's taking away part of, um, part of your... Yeah, you, the, the the assortment of expressions that a dog yeah. could have. The smile and becomes a frown, which becomes it's all the yes. same thing. And I suppose it's yes, exactly that the is same. Just yeah. blank. It's a very funny <laughs> analogy, though. That will make me giggle. I know, sorry. Yeah. But, um, obviously, considering it myself, but no, um, but yeah, it, it's 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 yeah, it's just awful, isn't it? Something in your control, you would surgically allegedly enhance it, it, it's 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 a control thing as well it's not it the relationship be become less of dog is less part of the family because you wouldn't go around chopping bits off your you know your kids because you didn't like the way they looked would you i mean good i mean it's, it's awful um that that whole idea that you can a human idea of beauty and that's really what it is it's, it's an ugly idea of what beauty is so yes let's make it unfashionable let's um let's think of clever ways of making people look again and see what's missing not think of it as a positive and want to pay more for less i mean it's just I love my dog's ears <laughs> i wouldn't want to say anything happened to and we shouldn't lose um, sight of the fact it, for the vast majority of people agree with us, but just don't realize every time I have posted about crop dogs on my Facebook pages and I shared the petition, there is a huge swell of public support in favor of banning them. And, and loads of people don't realize or the people that do are really pleased because that message is getting out. There is a tiny, tiny, tiny minority of people who think this is a good idea. Um, and a vast majority of people who would agree with with this petition without question. So yes, please, uh, I'm sure you guys will link it in the comments or in this post after we've finished, but please sign it and share it. And it's, th there's a huge, you know, once you point it out, everybody, there's a huge I, desire to do something about it. I, I was very interested the other day, I was very disappointed as well, when that the police force that both of us commented on their photo that shared a picture of two big, bully type dogs with cropped ears um i was pleased with how many people underneath were writing how wrong it is that it was being shared that um cropping ears is wrong and it's been illegal in this country for however long and uh, um i actually think there is a real appetite out there and i i don't think we should uh let the sometimes very noisy minority that might disagree with our opinion often uh, uh whom are not even in this country 
Um, because when you play around with uh, uh, country settings on your Facebook, it does very clever things and stops certain people from commenting on posts and it changes the whole conversation. And that's something to, to keep in mind that in this country, there is a vast number, an overwhelming number of people that are against cropping dog's ears, that are against the importation of cropping dog's ears and just generally against mutilation. Yeah. Interesting think- to hear from people in, in countries where it is legal who are campaigning to get it stopped where they are, because maybe we can all help each other. Because mm-hmm. I can't believe a whole nation um, supports chopping dogs' ears off. I mean, yeah. surely not. I mean, there must be um, people who are desperately trying to change things in every country. Um, so, yeah. Are, I know I've been contacted by yeah. lots of uh, yeah. American vet nurses that are desperately trying to change things in the States, um, you know, that have to go into work and have to do what they're told at the clinic. Otherwise, they have to find the new clinic, you know, and uh, vets are being bullied out there. Vet nurses are being bullied out there into being a part of something that's been going on for a very long time. Fortunately, we're not in that position in this country and we're starting from a different different position. Um, and I just think it's really important that we get in there before this becomes too much of an issue because you can see it slowly creeping up. Yeah, because yeah. did, did you know how it started here, the um, the ending of, cro- of crop deers? It was the, the king at the time um, just didn't like the way they looked and had a word with the kennel club and said, let's ban... Um, dogs with ears cropped being shown and it came from that way oh is that how you get the kennel club to do things you get that you get the monarchy to tell them right <laughs> so, you, know, it, it, you know it worked pretty well actually um but I don't think that necessarily we ended up with anything um terribly concrete we just said you couldn't show dogs without um their, you know if you had their ears cropped and we sort of it just became the british way that we only chopped their tails off which is you know fantastic maybe i should send a message to queen well the queen might um <laughs> yeah well try jordan you know <laughs> i'm afraid she's not on my friends list <laughs> And she is just getting into social media. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine she'd agree with them um, because, you know, there's a lot of ears in the family. And they, if you start chopping ears, you know, really, royalty is not the place to, um, yeah, mention ears, really. No, they've got a lot of big It's interesting. Ears. In America, it's definitely coming from the, from the show world. In America, they are absolutely adamant. They're dobies, they're Great Danes, they're boxers, huge amounts of breeders and showing people crop. And that's where that pressure is coming from. In Europe, the dogs that are coming in cropped have never are never going anywhere near a show ring. It is an entirely different mm-hmm. population of, of people and breeders that are that are doing it. So it's it's quite interesting. But I absolutely agree that I think if you know if the UK draws this, draws an even bigger line in the sand I think it will impact probably on what happens in Europe but I think it'll be interesting it'll be a real boon for America for people in America to start sort of pointing out they are you know unfortunately quite quite far behind us on a lot of animal welfare issues over there the UK is genuinely a world leader in animal welfare across the board pets farm animals the whole lot and this is very much part of what this country does well, let's hope we get the whole vet profession jumping up behind us and helping us, because mm-hmm. I think this is one that we're all on on the same side. And I, I think um, the kennel club should join in because mm-hmm. they are they don't agree with with ear cropping. 
all the charities. I mean, really, we should. I can't imagine anyone who's for it. Can you think of anybody? No, th this should really be a breeze. It should be a real breeze, uh, um, and people should be jumping on board left, right, and center. And it is slowly starting to happen. Um, so I, I do believe that we'll get there. And I, I hear lovely Debbie, Debbie Matthews, has already posted the petition below us as we speak. So thank oh. you, Debbie, from um, Stolen and Missing Pets Alliance. Um, so let's give pet theft a bit of a mention yes. while, while we're on here. And microchip reform, because mm -hmm. um, Debbie, for 14 years, has been banging on about this one. And um, it's all linked. It's all about the way we treat the pet as part of our family. And the law just doesn't reflect how how important the dog is to to everybody and um, at the moment and the cat so things are going horribly wrong My, microchipping a cat would um we're, we really are straying here but straying um but um yeah um debbie debbie would kill me if i didn't say this but um debbie is particularly keen that we reform microchips before cats get involved because there are so many databases and there's no um, people just don't know the records are out of date. People aren't having their dogs. They're having them scanned to prove there's a chip, but nobody's checking the database. So stolen and missing are passing through other people's hands. There are some awful people attracted to dogs, aren't there? I mean, the people who are making money out of selling mutilated ones, they really don't care where they're getting these dogs from, do they? So provenance should be something that we all really bang on about that. We have to support the people who are doing it properly, who are doing it well, and encourage people who care about the animals to be the people in the future who produce them. Because at the moment, it's, oh, you know, we're, we're getting dogs brought in that are being chopped about, and we're getting people in sheds charging thousands of pounds with um, without rearing them with any care. So um, there's a lot to do, isn't there? And there's a lot I've to got do. To delivery in 10 minutes so um we can't solve all the world problems in one go but um but cat it's lovely to have you on site i've only ever seen you on social media or on television so this is a we're almost <laughs> almost meeting i mean it's so <laughs> fantastic but it's lovely to have your, your your instant feedback on this and it's good to know that the vet professional are, are absolutely horrified by this too and uh, i i i'm 100% behind you in the UK absolutely we are all completely horrified and um it's very difficult though for vets to do you know by the time the animal is in our consulting room it's far too late and you know at that point we are effectively powerless we, we can point out the legalities but we can't do anything about it mm -hmm. um so and, and that's the know, same that's the same for for trainers and behaviorists as well you can point out the legalities but once the dog's in front of you you've got to do your best for that dog so it's up to campaigners welfare campaigners to make sure the legislation's changed so that we don't put <laughs> trainers and behaviorists and vets and vet nurses in these awkward positions mm, yes precisely the public the public opinion is very much on our side it just needs the publicity but i think it's all tied in together you know the recent campaign about uh, importing puppies under six months this one for importing crop tiers the changes in the microchipping law i really think you know it wouldn't the government really do need some positive news at the moment and a bit of public public backing so i think really if they had any sense your mp should be pushing this really hard it's true i will put a link on how to contact your mp because um what we've learned with the lucy's law campaign is that mps are human 
and they've all got pets and they they love actually having something that's broken they can fix because it's not much fun being a politician mm. at the moment it's really grim but these are these are things that would make a massive difference to them on the doorstep next time that they're coming out around for election because we'll all go oh you were lovely about that you got that bit of animal welfare legislation through so yeah no matter which side you're on politics wise talk to that mp because they represent you and they will give them the solution this is how to solve this they like that they like they like don't like hearing all the problems they like saying what's wrong how can i fix it how can i look good um we animal welfare winner. Yeah, every time <laughs> yeah so um yeah well we'll all meet up at 10 downing street for the garden party <laughs> when we get this one through okay cat so oh, yeah you're, 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 you're in. yeah <laughs> thank you very much well, thank you and thanks, Kat, for taking part. And Jordan, thanks for kick, yeah, you know, kicking me around to make me get on with things and putting <laughs> it in my boring day-to-day life that, you know, I forget that Facebook Live's out there. There's all those people that we could just, you know, if every single one of those people who are out there who've liked the Facebook page, just if... if one percent of them we'd have 130,000 signatures mm-hmm. today so yeah. everyone out there i know you know you're all, all from the uk but how many you can use two email addresses per home is that right or mm-hmm. i can't remember there is some yeah so make sure if you think you've signed it try again you might there's so many petitions just always try just see whether or not you and, and i just would like to also say thank you to everybody that has signed and shared it so far you know there's been a real concerted effort so far to try and get this campaign off the ground and i wanted to thank everybody for their support really um and together we really can change like the world for dogs for the better oh lovely thought and um yeah fight the good fight everybody and um i'm gonna go and put my shopping away now right thank goodbye, you <laughs> cheers thank bye you bye. so much for your time thanks for putting up with me okay. <laughs> thank thank you everyone. please please sign it and share it mm-hmm. good good point all the best stay safe everybody bye bye <laughs>